Hey, everyone, and welcome into the Blake Show NBA Sports Betting Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, coming to you nationally on TuneIn Believe Betting Radio, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you happen to listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Blake Atwell. So I wanted to start the show today by taking an early season look at some NBA futures bets for champion on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So we take a look here, and the Celtics are the current favorites at plus 350. And far and away, in my opinion, they're the best team in the league from what we've seen so far. Uh, I think a lot of people are overreacting to the team's latest back-to-back losses against the Orlando Magic. I ain't going to do that. (laughs) You're not going to hear me do that. They got the second-best record in the league behind the Bucks who can make an argument here, I think, uh, with them as sort of who the championship favorite should be. Um, They come in at second place at the moment with plus 600 odds, but I think it really just feels like it's the Celtics' year so far. Um, When you look at it, you know, the Celtics are coming off of a year in which they start out uh, kind of uh, sort of, uh, you know, not the best. People didn't really know what was going on. There are calls for sort of, breaking up the duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, which thank God they didn't do that (laughs) for all of our enjoyment, at least anybody that likes to watch good basketball. Then they have a players only meeting last year early in the season, and they are able to turn it around. They go on a miraculous run, end up losing that hard fought series to the golden state warriors, in the finals. Um, And it really feels like despite the, off-season slash preseason drama that they had with Ime Udoka, Joe Mazzula coming in with that coaching change. Not only does it feel like they have taken off right where they left off, but they've taken another step forward sort of in the maturation process that you see of sort of a younger, really good team growing into sort of that uh, championship window. Um, and you can just really tell that these players – they connect with Joe Missoula, the, the new Celtics head coach. There's been no drop-off, and I think for a lot of us, that was the question coming into the season. You're bringing back basically the same team. You add in Malcolm Brogdon off the bench, Danilo Gallinari, who, of course, got hurt before the season. And you sort of say, okay, you know, is this going to be the same team that we saw at the end of last season in the postseason? Are they going to take a step back because they no longer have Ime Udoka there? The answer has been no. The answer has been they've looked even better. Their offense just looks unbelievable. They're playing well on the defensive side of the ball um, as well. But the biggest reason that I'm rolling with the Celtics here is because of Jason Tatum and his play. And he's gotten better and better each year he's been in the league. There's no uh, sort of argument in in denying that. There's no point there in, in denying that. But what he's done this year is he's taken that like final leap, I think, into becoming a superstar where he's vaulted himself into leading the MVP conversation this season, which is not something that you found yourself saying last year, even when the Celtics were playing as good as they were down the stretch. Um, And, you know, I think you look at his averages to start just on paper, 30 points, eight assists, four rebounds, 47% from the field about 36% from the three-point line. Unbelievable numbers. And again, I think that he's the best player on the best team. So if I was an MVP voter and the season ended today, he would get my vote. And I know for most people, that's sort of uh, you know where they would go to. Um, and I think that 
barring any injuries that happen and sort of unforeseen circumstances this season. And I know we're in December. And like I said, at the start, this is an early season look <laughs> at, uh, at sort of the NBA championship picture. But I would say from what we've seen thus far, this season is the Boston Celtics to lose. And the MVP is Jason Tatum's to lose. Um, and, and again, you know, it's interesting with the NBA because, you know, last year, the preseason pick was Lakers Nets. We all know how that turned out, right? And then as the season went along and you sort of saw the Warriors uh, emerging back to their old form um, with, with their three-headed monster and, and their young guys, in the East, you had the Miami Heat, and a lot of people were skeptics of the Miami Heat. I was not one of them, for sure. <laughs> But um, you had skeptics that didn't believe that the Heat were serious contenders, that they would make a deep playoff run. So we were kind of asking ourselves, all right, are, are we looking at the Bucks? What about the Nets? Are they ever going to get their stuff together? And it was the Celtics who turned things around. And if you told people, you know, Christmas time last year, that the Celtics were going to really challenge for the NBA championship, win the East, um, and, and push, you know, the winner of the West, you know, I don't know that people would have fully believed you think that even when they started playing better, they looked like a solid playoff team, but you know, they came out of nowhere in a sense. It was a gradual thing that they sort of developed throughout the season. And I'm saying that because, you know, we're sitting here talking about how the Celtics are the favorites right now. There could be another team in the East or, or a team in the West that's younger that we're not expecting maybe to, to, to make a finals run, or even if we are expecting it you know, that, that, that maybe we're not talking about them as sort of the, uh, the odds on favorite to win the title or, you know, in that top three range or top four range. So we'll see. Um, I think right behind the Celtics, as, as I mentioned, you know, earlier, you got the, my, uh, the, excuse me, the Milwaukee bucks who as of late are racking up more wins in the Celtics and they currently lead the NBA with a 22 and eight record. So the Celtics have held that mark for much of the season. The bucks just overtook that mainly because they're seven and three over their last 10 games, tough road game tonight in Cleveland. I'm interested to see um, what happens in that one. Uh, you know, Giannis versus Donovan Mitchell, sort of the, the star power battle there. And then you got Cleveland with their bigs, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley should be a good test for Giannis and the bucks. Um, you know, we've seen the bucks win uh, a lot of their big games that they've had so far. They also dropped that one of the Lakers, which we talked about in the first episode of the show. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's a tough road game. I think it'll be sort of a good, um, a good test, you know, number one versus number three in the East. Um, and I think it'll be sort of like a good check-in to see, um, where the bucks, uh, uh, really, really are. Um, and you know, look, I will admit, you know, as I said, to start the episode, this is an early season look at these odds and it's way too early to tell how the East or the league is going to look come playoff time. You know, barring, excuse me, not barring, but sort of um, with the exception of the Celtics and the Bucks, because I think we all expect them to at least be, you know, in the second round, threatening for the conference uh, finals. And then in the conference finals, I think most of us would pick the two of them to, to reach the conference finals at this point. Um, but from what we've seen so far, I do like the Celtics more than the Bucks, and uh, we'll see what happens. Now, if we go to the other side of the league, the Western Conference is truly wide open. Got the Clippers uh, currently with the best uh, Western Conference odds to make to uh, win the championship. They're uh, third overall at plus eight hundred, which I honestly have a big problem with, <laughs> which I'll get to in a second. Um, look, Clippers 
fifth in the Western Conference right now, 18 and 14, doesn't mean anything because of all of the load management games, you know, the Kawhi Leonard has missed and the other injury problems that they've had. Clippers, I feel like every year before the season, when the season starts, everybody's talking about how deep they are and how they really have built this team, you know, in, in a great fashion around Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George. Um, and I get it. Look, you look on paper, they're deep. They have the stars. Um, but I think even with this sort of strategy of load managing their stars throughout the season, I just don't trust the health factor here. As much as I don't trust the Anthony Davis health, fac health factor with the Lakers, I don't trust the the Clippers health factor really. And it it really isn't even about like, okay, are Kawhi Leonard and Paul George going to be on the floor in the playoffs? It's that even if the Clippers have everybody on the floor, they're at full strength, you know, come April and May, I just don't see them gelling quickly enough to win the conference, to, to, to come out of the West with the other young teams that you have in the West and, and even some of the veteran teams that just need to get their ish together, like the Warriors, <laughs> to really threaten, um, you know, let alone the Clippers winning the uh, the NBA championship. Um, and when we look more at some of these Western Conference odds um, for the championship sort of uh, predictor overall right now on DraftKings, no matter where the Clippers finish in the standings, I'd honestly place more trust in the defending champs, the Warriors, to get their stuff together by playoff time. Um, the Suns or the Grizzlies. Now, when we look at this in terms of odds, we have the Warriors for, for the championship. We have the Warriors at fifth at plus 900. The Suns are at sixth at plus 1,000. And then the Grizzlies are tied right below that with the Denver Nuggets at plus 1,500. Now, out of that like three, four team batch in the West, I'd ride with the Grizzlies from what we've seen thus far. Uh, this season and uh, you know, John Morant did an interview today with ESPN and they asked him, who are you going to have to run through to win the title? And he said one word Celtics. That was it. <laughs> and Malika Andrews, the reporter that was interviewing him was like, well, you know, nobody in the West. And he said, nah, and I'm quoting, nah, I'm fine with the West or excuse me. I'm fine in the West. So uh, look, watch out. Uh, the Grizzlies are coming. They're young. They have a, a good young star, um, really good young role players that complement that star. They're athletic, they're tenacious, they're hungry. Um, and frankly, I trust them to not only be more healthy, but to be more gelled than the Clippers, let's say, when you talk about winning the West and and uh, then potentially um, challenging um, for a championship. When we talk about the Phoenix Suns, um, they have all sorts of chemistry issues. You have the blow up that happened last year in the playoffs with DeAndre Ayton and their head coach, Monty Williams started this season. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has asked if him and uh, Monty have talked at all about what happened. And he's kind of like, no, nah, we haven't talked and that's not good. <laughs> and you're seeing it just last night, you know, all of the sports talk all day today, as I'm recording this, it's Wednesday, uh, December 21st, all the sports talk today was talking about a blow up that they had last night uh, in the huddle. And uh, I just don't see that being rectified. To tell you the truth, if I were the Suns, I would look at seeing what I could get on the trade market for DeAndre Ayton um, and kind of maybe reshape the roster a, a little bit. I think that you could get some good value for him out there on the trade market. And, um, you know, I just, I don't see them legitimately contending um, to win the West, or even if they were to get to the finals, to 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 stand a chance against actually beating the Bucks or the Celtics. 
with that chemistry problem that they have, I think you have to change things up. I think de moving DeAndre Ayton is the way to do that. They don't make any changes if they, you know, just sit as pass and they sort of just stand packed. I don't really see them um, as a legitimate contender. I think they're going to win a, a lot of regular season games. They're a very good team. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, no joke at all. Um, but I don't see them as legitimate contenders unless they shake things up uh, or have a come to Jesus moment and fix the chemistry. But that hasn't happened so far. So that's the Suns. Then we look at the Warriors. Um, and look, there's no getting around the fact Warriors championship hangover um, haven't looked as good as last year at all. You know, they, you know, not having Otto Porter. I know it sounds silly, but that's a big deal. Guys like uh, Gary Payton off the bench, um, sort of that, that really good chemistry that they had last year. It's just not the same. They're young guys. Um, you know, Jordan Poole takes a lot of shots, scores a lot of points. Can he be the playmaker that they need him to be though? Especially with Steph out, you know, you saw last night, the answer was no against the Knicks. Um, then you have Clay Thompson and I can't stand people in the media or elsewhere that, you know, just NBA fans in general that talk about Clay Thompson and are like, he's not the same guy, this and that. Like he had two horrific injuries and came back. And last year was an instrumental part in helping the Warriors win a championship. So I don't think it's valid. And he's even talked about this himself. I agree with him. I don't think it's valid if you if you have played basketball to say, okay, he's going to be the same guy that he was in terms of being like this dominant two-way 3-and-D player. With that being said, he can still give you 20 points and he can still be more consistent than he's been this season for the Warriors. And to me, beyond uh, the young guys, beyond Kaminga stepping up and Moses Moody and James Wiseman and obviously Stephen Curry being healthy, they need Klay Thompson to be more consistent. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Draymond Green not being as aggressive, uh, maybe as he should be, not you know attacking the basket enough or even looking at the basket. But I also agree with something that that he said when he's been asked about it, which is you're playing with two of the best shooters ever. Like, why would you look for your shot? <laughs> um, they run those uh, those dribble handoffs, those DHOs with him all the time, and they they work to a T. Um, so you know I understand now that it's a little different because Steph isn't out there, but. Um, I don't think that Draymond Green is really the problem here. I think you need uh, Jordan Poole to keep scoring points, but you also need him to become more of a playmaker. You need the young guys to develop and be better than they have been this season. Then you need Klay Thompson to be consistent, as consistent as he can be come playoff time, which, look, I'm not going to doubt Klay Thompson. I think that he's going to be just fine. He just needs some more time. This is first, you know, um, sort of, uh, you know, the season after the championship, he's healthy no health problems. Um, let's see sort of what happens to him. Um, but, uh, with all that being said, um, I tend to think that the Western conference is really kind of just going to play itself out, figure itself out as the season progresses. Um, I think some of these teams you're seeing that are sort of in the middle that are in the plan or right outside the plan, you know, teams are going to go one of two directions, sort of, uh, <laughs> I went like this. I meant to go like, like this, <laughs> um, you know, up and down, but, uh, Anyways, don't mind me and my hand gestures. <laughs> um, what I was saying is that, you know, as the season goes on, teams are, are going to go one of two ways. They're going to really uh, vault themselves into playoff contention or go the other way. And I think you're going to see teams become sellers. Um, it's it's as if the NBA has forgotten that we got Victor Weminyama and Scoot Henderson sitting in the draft. I think that you're going to see some, some sellers out there and uh, that'll really create more uh, disparity in both conferences. But I think particularly in the West, 
um the uh sort of men will separate themselves from the boys as the season goes on um and i think that um you know with the uh with the grizzlies i really like what they got going on and i think as long as uh you know no major injuries happen i, I really like their chances and then again, you got Phoenix. Let's see what they do with their chemistry issue that they clearly have. You've got the Warriors, Clippers, who I don't tend to believe in that much. Um, back to the East, just to recap, recap that a little bit. You either got the Celtics or the Bucks for me. And I guess you can also make an argument for the Cavaliers with how they've looked. They've looked really good inserting Donovan Mitchell into that team in another year further developed for Mobley. Garland and Jared Allen. I mean, that team is is really, really good. Isaac Okoro, uh, JD Osmond still there. Kevin Love still there <laughs> after all this time. And what I was gonna say about the Cavs is that look, they don't have the the championship experience, um, you know, other than Kevin Love. But I mean, you need that championship experience with guys that are really leading your team. So that's what gives me reservations about them as good as they have looked in the regular season. Um, so to me, you, you know, in the East, it's, it's really a lot more clear cut where it's a two team race from what we've seen on the court so far. And do not ask me to bring up the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not talking about them. <laughs> um, before we wrap up guys, uh, I also wanted to make some picks for tonight's NBA slate. Um, just to do a, a little rapid fire. Um, we're going to start, uh, with the Cavs and the Bucks. Got the Cavs are favored by two and a half at home. Um, I'm back in the Cavs. Um, it's a statement game for them. Uh, the Bucks are number one. The Cavs are number three in the East. I could see the Cavs uh, taking that game in a, in a close one. Um, over on to the Celtics, who we talked a lot about in this episode. Like I said, uh, you know, people have been freaking out because they lost two games in the Magic. I think they're going to get back on track tonight against the Pacers. DraftKings has them as ten point. Uh, ten, it's a, a ten point favorites against the Pacers, and I like them to cover that ten point spread. Um, let's move on to the eight p.m. window. One of the games in that uh, stretch that I want to talk about is the Magic. They're playing the Rockets. They're favored by one. Um, give me the Magic. They've been playing great lately. <laughs> uh, you know, beating the Celtics. They're really fun to watch with Paolo uh, and Bol Bol. Um, some of the other young guys, you know, Cole Anthony that they have on that team. Um, give, me the, give me the Magic. Back the Magic tonight. And then uh, in the 10 p.m. window, the game that I want to talk about really quickly, we have the Kings favored by seven at the moment against the Lakers and with the Lakers, in addition to the sort of, uh, you know, absence of talent that they have. Um, it really comes down to LeBron James. I think obviously Anthony Davis is out. Westbrook is also, uh, his status is unknown. He's dealing with an, with an injury issue. So let's see what happens, uh, with, with LeBron and Westbrook. If LeBron and Westbrook plays, uh, I would back the Lakers tonight. Um, and if the, uh, if the Kings are able to face the Lakers without Westbrook and, or, uh, LeBron James, I would definitely say, take the Kings. All right, everybody. That is all I got for today. Uh, I'm going to have a Christmas day preview coming for you tomorrow. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to go through the games on the Christmas day slate and give you my picks there and my thoughts about the teams that are playing. Um, please be sure to add the show as one of your favorite radio stations at the link in the description. And uh, thank you for watching and listening.